This is the day that the Lord has made. Come on, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Listen, I know what you've come to do today. You've come to worship and praise our God. Oh, all over this building, all of you who are watching us live stream, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I don't know about you, but I'm glad to be here this morning. Are you glad to be here this morning? Come on, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to see you. I'm glad to see you lay my eyes on you this morning. All of you who are watching us, to God, we give the glory. Great things he is doing, and he's doing it right here at St. Paul Baptist Church, right before our eyes. To God, we give the glory. I said, to God, we give the glory. To God, we give the glory. Great things he is doing. Listen, if you're watching on Facebook, Vimeo, or YouTube, or you are engaging within our live chat room found on our church website, I just want to say welcome to you. Welcome, 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 welcome to St. Paul Online. Our digital ministers and social media influencers are ready to engage right along with you this morning. But real quick, we want you to invite and share this experience with others. So if you are watching on Facebook, share to your personal timeline. You can also tag those whom you want to invite within the post. If you are on YouTube, subscribe to our channel and then text the link to this worship service to your personal network. And if you are in the chat room on our church website, click on the invite button in your chat window to share this experience with others. Brothers and sisters, Reverend Brenda Richardson is going to come now and she is going to lead us in our worship experience. Would you put your hands together for her as she comes? Let us worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. Come, let us worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. Come, won't you worship him this morning with your voice, with your heart, with your soul. Come, let us worship a holy, holy God. Let us magnify the Lord because the Lord is good. His mercy endures forever and ever and ever let us praise the magnificent and holy god lord we thank you for our space in the building and we're going to worship you like never before come on now put your hands together and prepare to join the choir as they sing lead me to calvary
scripture reading for this morning is Matthew chapter 6 beginning with verse 25 and I will continue to verse 34 Matthew 25 verses 25 through 34 chapter 6 therefore I tell you do not worry about your life what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you be by worrying at a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spend. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of them. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, Will not much more close, will he much, much close you? You have little faith. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. God's word for God's people. Let us pray. Lord, you are sovereign. Lord, you are Lord. You are our everything. Lord, you are a most infinite God. You know us from coming in and going out. So God, right now we pray in the mighty name of your son Jesus, come into this atmosphere. Anoint us one by one. God, anoint us together. God, we thank you for this day. It is hallowed. It is set aside for your worship and your glory. And God, right now we worship you in spirit and in truth. And God, you can trust and believe that our worship is for real. It is for real. God, we thank you. We glorify your name. This is your day. We are your people. We come to worship you right now. God, we love you. We thank you. And we give you all the glory. It is in your name we do pray. Come on. Amen. Come on. Amen. Amen.
Yes, he will. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah.
Come on, let's give him glory. Let's give him glory this morning. Come on, give him glory. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out hallelujah. Thank God for saving me. Come on, in this building today, it's not about us. It's not about us. It's not about what we have. It's not about what we have on. It's not about what we drive, but it's about God. Hallelujah. When you think about it, when you think about it, you realize that if it had not been for the Lord on your side, you wouldn't even be in here this morning. Come on, give him glory. Come on, glory, 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 God. Oh, let the glory cloud come in this place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for being here with us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Today is a good day. Today is a good day. This is the day that the Lord has made. And we will rejoice. And you are rejoicing. And you're glad in it. Aren't you glad about it? Really, aren't you glad about it? <laughs> you, you laid down last night, but you woke up this morning. I want you to let that sink in just a little bit. Somebody went to bed last night and they didn't wake up this morning, but you did. You woke up this morning. Come on, you woke up this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for covering us all last night. No hurt, harm, or danger. <laughs> That's what my grandmama would say. No hurt, harm, or danger to come upon us. <laughs> Y'all know it. Y'all know that no hurt, harm, or danger came upon any of us. We are here this morning and we are rejoicing in the Lord. Would you play our video? There's a video we need to see right now. To God we give the glory. The only thing God strengthened was my feet and my ankles. But God can do something little that makes a big difference. Somebody in this room has a shout that you've been waiting to get out and it's not because you live in a mansion. It's because your lights and your water still on in your apartment. It's not that you drive a Maybach. It's not that you purchase a Lamborghini in the pandemic. It's that your Toyota, your Lexus, and your Ford still allow gas and the wheels still roll. You ought to thank God for little blessings. That you're still in your right mind. That the bullet missed your baby. That the COVID didn't kill you. Somebody ought to thank God for... You didn't come up in here to look cute. You ought to thank God your ankles are stronger. Somebody put it in the chat online. My ankles are getting stronger. My ankles are getting stronger. God may not change everything, but he can change a little thing that makes a big difference. So y'all see me leaping. But what you don't know is, for over 40 years, I ain't never been able to leap. So now when I leap, I'm saying now unto him who is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all I can ask or think.
you can do. You may not do it, but I know you can. That's why Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they told King Nebuchadnezzar, oh, King Nebuchadnezzar, we ain't gonna, we gonna still take a knee during the national anthem, but check this out. Our God is able to deliver us, but if not, we're still not going to bow down because our worship of God is not determined by what God does. It's determined by who God is, and I know who God is. God is the joy and the strength of my life moves all pain, misery and strife promise to keep me, never to leave me, never ever come short of his word, I've got to fast and pray stay in the narrow way God is my all in all God is a heart fixer God is a bridge over troubled waters, God is a mind regulator, God is sovereign, God is supreme God is faithful God is good God is great. God is creator. God is sustainer. God is lawyer in trouble. God is doctor who never lost a patient. God is. God is. God is. Hallelujah. Come on, put your hands together for March Gladness. March Gladness. We will talk a little bit more about the details about March Gladness, but I just want to, first of all, ask those, uh, as you are engaging with us in worship today, let us know where you are sharing this experience with, who you are with. If you share with friends using Zoom or another video chat too, let us know that as well. Then take a quick selfie of where you're watching in front of the screen and post on any of your social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and use the hashtag St. Paul Online, St. Paul Baptist NC. Come on, put your hands together for that. Yes, yes, yes. We are excited. We are excited about being here this morning. Are you excited about being in the house of the Lord this morning? I'm excited to see each and every one of you, but I want to ask this question. Do we have any individuals celebrating a birthday here in March? If you do, come on and stand up. We want to see you. Oh, yeah. Come on. Come on. Look. 
Our church administrator is celebrating a birthday this month. Come on, come on, look at all of our wonderful March babies who are here. We are so, so glad just to celebrate you this morning. To God we give the glory. Happy, happy birthday. Amen. Come on, let's give God praise for them one more time. And if you are celebrating an anniversary this morning, would you stand, please? We want to recognize you. Oh, my, my, my. We see you. We see you. We see a couple back here. Congratulations. Congratulations. We see another um, anniversary celebration. We are excited. We want to say happy, happy anniversary. May the Lord bless you with many more years to share together. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give God some praise in here for them. Yesterday, we did something so very exciting. I want um, our um, board director chair, Sister Gwen Thomas, to come and um, share with us. Gwen Garnett, I'm sorry. Gwen Gar Garnett is going to share with us. She said either one? Okay. <laughs> amen, amen. You all know who she is. Um, you may have the floor. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. It's good to see everyone this morning. First of all, let me ask anyone who contributed to the Liberia Project in terms of dropping off items or cash and those who showed up yesterday to pack, would you please stand? Please stand. Look at how mission-minded mission St. Paul is. Thank you, everyone, Amen. for your contribution. You can be seated. Thank you. Thank you. Yesterday, for those of you that may not know, we've been collecting items for the past month to send to the Liberia uh, school in, in Liberia, but not Carey School, for school supplies, art supplies, personal hygiene. Um, what am I missing? It was some other category. But what's interesting, yesterday we packed, and I'm sure we'll have pictures to share another Sunday, if not today. We packed 24 55-gallon barrels full of stuff that will be sent um, to Liberia. We're going to be shipped the end of the month. The other amazing thing is that we have a church member who has his own trailer who will be taking the items to Baltimore. Wow. So wow. God puts people in your, in your path that you yes, need. That's exciting. We also, it, we, we, it, the expenses for the cost to ship a barrel was $200 a barrel or in the buy the barrels and to get it up there. As of last Sunday, even not counting what was collected last Sunday, we had raised enough money to cover all of our expenses, even before, and money is still coming in, and items are still coming in. So it's just evident, and the last little story I tell, yesterday when we were doing inventory of the barrels after everybody left, we were short of sanitary pads, no, no, short of um, boys' um, underwear and socks. And Two ladies from Springfield Baptist Church, about 45 miles from here, came in to, as we were finishing up with a box, with exactly what we needed. Wow. Won't he exactly. They filled those two barrels. So you can't tell me God's not in the midst of this. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, everybody who was involved yesterday was hyped. They said, can we do this again? We'll figure out what we're going to do. We'll do something. But I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart, but more importantly, those in Liberia who will receive these gifts, they will be very thankful and very blessed. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So happy for each and every one of you who were here on yesterday. We had a great time. I'm thankful. Thank you that this was brought to us, that we could show just how much we love to give and we love to serve. Amen. Amen. Let's give God some praise for that. 
There are going to be many more activities like that for us to share our missional thirst. I know that we, that's what we want. We want to be able to give back. So thank you all so, so very much. Um, I want to share with you that St. Paul Baptist Church's music ministry is seeking new voices for the following groups, children's ensemble, young adult ensemble, male chorus, the hymn choir, and our mass choir. If you're interested, please contact Sister Marilyn White in the church office at 704-334-5309 to schedule an audition. We saw the video about our March Gladness. Um, it will begin on Monday, March 20th, and will, and will end on Wednesday, March 22nd. We will host a pre-service meal from 5 o'clock p.m. and end at 6.30 p.m., and the doors to the sanctuary will open at 6.30 p.m. if you want to come and get your good seat. Um, our guest preachers, of course, you saw are Reverend Dr. Reginald Wayne Sharp, Jr., the senior pastor of Fellowship Missionary Baptist Church in Chicago, Illinois, Reverend Dr. Shalita E. Bombi, the co-pastor of New Life Church in Lower Maryland, and Reverend Dr. Frederick D. Hayes, the second, the senior pastor of Friendship West Baptist Church in Dallas, Texas. Texas. The service will start at 7 o'clock p.m. each night. I don't think that anybody wants to miss what God is going to do that week. Come on and put your hands together for that. I want to be in the building. I don't want anybody to tell me about it. I want to be in the building. I also want to remind us that next Sunday morning, we move our clocks ahead one hour. You see how excited I am about that? <laughs> I said we move our clocks ahead. That means we're going to lose an hour next Sunday. So. I just want to remind you that Daylight Savings Time begins next Sunday, uh, I guess Sunday morning. So um, set your clocks back ahead. I'm sorry. Ahead, ahead, ahead. And, um, and let us lose that hour. We'll get it back because we're going to do this again in the fall. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give God some praise for all of our announcements. Brothers and sisters, we um, have had some of our disciples to transition this week. And um, I, I really want you to hear what I'm gonna to say today because I want to make sure that we are all made aware. The family of Brother Ronald Roberson, the husband of Sister Mary Maxine Roberson, he transitioned this week. His services will be held on this coming Friday, March 10, 2023, at St. Paul. The quiet hour will be held at 11 o'clock a.m., and the service will be held at 12 o'clock noon. Um, they also have a daughter, um, Sister Sharita Bonnie, and she used to sing with our mass choir, so please keep that family in your prayers. Also keep the family of Sister Beatrice Whitener. Um, he used to sing on that hymn choir right there mother of Sister Tracy Bulls. Her services will be held on this coming Saturday, March 11th at St. Paul. The quieter hour will be held at 11 o'clock a.m. and the service will be held at 12 o'clock noon. Also, the family of Rosalind Sasser, the godson of Deacon Dot Barnes and Deacon Miles Boyd, his services will be held Saturday, March 11th at Roseboro Mortuary and Crematory here in Charlotte. The visitation will be held at 12 and the service will be held at 1 o'clock p.m. Also keep in your prayers another, another disciple, um, Brother Felix Bird, Jr. 
um, the husband of Sister Saritha Bird, his services are pending at this moment. You will get um, a church cast message from me later on this week. And um, But we also want to keep in our um, prayers the family of Brother Charlie Logan, the father of Zanetta Warren, the family of Reverend Janice Zimmerman, the stepmother of Charlotte Kirkland, the family of Brother James Barber, Barber the father of Lashara Barber. Please keep those families in your prayers. We also have some disciples who are in the hospitals having surgery or have special illness. We want you to keep them in your prayers. Deacon Mary Murphy, um, Sister Peggy White, Reverend Dr. Paul Drummond, and his wife, Sister Thomasina Drummond. Please, 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 my brothers and my sisters, keep them in your prayers. When you get down on your knees tonight, or even as you're driving your car, as I do, I like to um, drive and pray all at the same time. Just when you think about these names, please keep them in your prayers. And if you know of any other individuals who are experiencing bereavement at this time, please keep them in your prayers. Reverend Brenda Richardson is going to come now, and she is going to pray our intercessory prayer. Amen. We've heard about it. Now let's pray about it. Father God, we glorify your holy and righteous name. God, we lift you high. God, we thank you for all that you are done and that you are doing. God, we admit that we haven't gotten it all right. God, we haven't dotted every I, crossed every T. But God, right now, we pray that you would forgive us of our sins of omission and commission. Anything that is keeping us from hearing and being with you. God, we ask that you would just forgive us now. God, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this fellowship. We thank you for how you're blessing and blessing us, God, in the mighty name of your son, Jesus. God, we thank you that nothing is forgotten on our behalf because of you. So God, we thank you right now. We lift you high. And God, we are grateful for every blessing that you bestow upon us, God. Right now, we have some families that are hurting. So God, right now, I pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus, God, that prayers will go out to them knowing that they have a church family that is concerned about them, that we love them, God. I pray right now in the midnight hour when no one else is around, God, I pray that you would comfort them, God. I pray that you would make everything simple and easy for them, God. I pray that you would just bless them now. God, I pray that when their tears come, that they know that eventually, one of these old days, those joys, those tears will become tears of joy. But God, right now, they are tears of sweet release. So God, let them release those tears. Let them feel how they want to feel, God, as they're going through their time of bereavement. God, we pray for everyone that is sick and infirmed in our body, God. We pray that right now in the body of Christ, in the body of St. Paul, God, if there's anyone that is in need of a blessing, that is in need of a healing, your word says, and you will do it because we are the apple of your eye. So God, right now, come in the midst. Come and bless them, God. Give them everything that they need. Give them good caretakers, God, and give their caretakers a, breast and, a break and rest when they need it. And God, we pray right now that they will not go last of any good thing that you will provide for them more abundantly than they even know how to ask. God, we love you, we worship you, and we honor you with our praise, and we honor you now, God, and we know that this prayer will be heard. God, we now seal it in the mighty name of your son, Jesus, and it is so. And it is so. And it is so. 
Amen. Amen. And amen. 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 Would you come on and put your hands together for that very, very powerful prayer? Thank you, Reverend Richardson. Thank you for leading us to the throne of God. Brothers and sisters, it's offering time. Oh, come on. You can do better than that. It's offering time. This is the time in our worship experience where we all can participate. This is the time when we can all give because we know what the Bible says. The Bible says, give and it shall be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Anybody looking for a running over blessing today? I mean, really, are you looking for a running over blessing? So at this time, we are asking that you bring your tithes and bring your offerings and give those to God. We're going to ask you right now to get that offering in your hand or get that device in your hand and let us hold it up to God. We want to pray God's choice blessings upon every giver in this building. Father, in, in the name of Jesus Christ that we come before you. And Lord, we come before you saying thank you first. God, before we ask you for anything, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for being a kind God to us. Thank you for being that kind of God, that kind of God who gives to us, even when we don't know how to be givers ourselves, but God, you still give to us. Thank you for that. Thank you, oh God, in the name of Jesus, for every hand that is lifted in this room today. We pray, oh God, for choice blessings upon that hand. We pray, oh God, that you meet them right where they are. We pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, because of their sacrifice today and their willing hearts. God, we pray that no bill is going to come due that they can't pay. God, I thank you. I thank you that you're going to fill their storehouse. I thank you that food will be in the house. Food will be in the cupboard food will be in the refrigerator god thank you thank you oh god that there's money in the bank thank you for the running over blessing that will happen to each and every person in this room today god we love you and we say thank you for this opportunity to give back to you what you have blessed us with we pray this prayer in the name of jesus christ amen amen this and there are several ways that you can give. There are envelopes that you can use to give. Our church office is closed for public access, but we do hold limited office hours for those who desire to drop off your tithes and your offerings. Although the safest way to handle your envelope is through the state, through the post office. Um, you can also mail that envelope in. You can mail it in your tithes and offers to our church office. Our address is 1401 Allen Street, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28205. You can also give through ACS, stpaulbaptist.church. Um, our generosity to find the link to process your contributions to the Access ACS Church Management System. And you can also give through Givelify. The digital ministers will drop a link in the Givelify platform, giving platform. So if you're at home and you want to give, we are excited about the fact that you are willing to bring your tithes and your offerings to God's storehouse. This is God's house. And God says that if we give, that he will give back to us some 30, some 60, some 100-fold. I don't know about you, but I'm looking for the 100-fold blessing. Anybody else looking for the 100-fold blessing? So I'm looking for all of the givers that are in the building, and um, our finance team is coming to receive your gifts. Our choirs are going to sing, and after they sing, we will come back with a word from the Lord.
On Saturday at 9 a.m., we will be loading, or the men will be loading. Ladies, we can't pick those things up. The, 20, the barrels, and if any volunteers can come out to help to do that, we would greatly appreciate it at 9 a.m. over at the Ray of Hope. If anybody just wants to be here in the pictures to celebrate, you're welcome to come, but I just want to make sure to mention that. Thank you.
I heard the voice of Jesus say, Come on to me and rest. Lay down, thou weary one, lay down, thy head upon my breast. I came to Jesus as I was, weary, worn, and sad. I found in him a resting place, and he has made me glad. Mm -hmm. I To Jesus as I was, I was weary, wounded, and sad.
they found in him a resting place. Now he has made me glad.
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Would you pray with me for just a moment? Father, it's in the name of Jesus Christ that we come before you this morning. Lord, before we ask you for a thing, we just want to say thank you. God, I want to say thank you. Thank you, Father, for our lying down last night. Father, thank you for our early arising this morning. Oh God, we recognize when we got up that we still have the activity of all of our limbs. And for that, oh God, we are grateful. Now God, it's preaching time and I need your power. I need you to speak through me this morning. Oh God, I pray that you give back to me everything that you have given me to say. God, allow me to preach this morning with your power. God, I pray that I, I'm hid behind the cross and nobody sees me, but they see you, your son, Jesus Christ, who was crucified for every one of our sins. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that because of the word that you have given us today, that somebody leaves here changed. Father, I pray that somebody leaves here delivered. I pray, oh God, that somebody looks at their life. I pray that they look at their life and realize I don't have God leading me. And I pray that you save somebody today. May this word go forward, oh God, and not come back to your void, but that it will accomplish that which you please and prosper where you have sent it. In the name, in the name, in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. If you believe the word, if you believe the power of, of the word, put your hands together. Of the prayer, come on, put your hands together. We can't do anything unless God anoints us and co-signs what we're going to say today. So I'm thankful, I'm thankful and I'm honored to stand here today, stand here behind this this big desk and preach the word of God. I give honor to my Lord and my Savior, Jesus Christ, who is first in my life. I just want to let you all know that, and every preacher in this house, it will tell you that I haven't slept in two days. <laughs> I haven't had anything to eat because we know what it means when you stand here that you want God. To move you out of the way. Amen. We want God to move us out of the way so that we're not seen for Jesus Christ and him crucified and risen on the third day. I give honor to our pastor in his absence. Would you help me? Come on, put your hands together for our leader today. Our leader. We thank God for him and I thank him for allowing this opportunity to take place today and giving us this opportunity to share. And we want to thank God for the first lady and the first daughter. Would you help me thank the Lord for them? They are here this morning. We thank God for them. Thank you so much for being here and uh, just being who you are. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I want to say thank you to all of the ministers that are in the building as well. Listen, um, Reverend Kelly Baptist grabbed me and prayed with me this morning. Reverend Brenda Richardson came, um, prayed with me this morning. There's nothing like preaching sisters. 
Come on, and I see another sister there. Listen, and there's some preaching gentlemen here, so we honor all of the preachers of the gospel. We thank God for you. We thank God for our deacons and our board of directors. We, we thank God for each and every one of you, our ushers. Thank you for those who work our parking lot. Thank you. Thank you so much. Every ministry team that is represented here today, we thank God for you. Thank you for what you do to bring God glory. Amen? Amen, because each and every gift is needed here today and is needed each and every day to allow our church to move forward the way that it needs to move forward. So we thank God for each and every one of you. But there is an interesting word that God has given us to share with you today, and um, it is found in the book of Philippians, the fourth chapter. Philippians fourth chapter and I want to begin reading there at the 11th verse when you get there say amen and it reads like this and I'm reading out of the New King James version of the Bible it says not that I speak in regard to need for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content I know how to be a base and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Follow me down to verse number 19. It says there, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Would you go back to verse number 13? Verse number 13, that is a focal verse this morning. Can you repeat this verse after me? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Oh, come on, you didn't say it like I said. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's it. Come on, put your hands together for the word today. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Our subject this morning is the joy of learning contentment. The joy of learning contentment. I know this is going to get a big laugh, but um, in 1965, I wasn't born then, but the rock band, the Rolling Stones, released a song, and it was entitled, I Can't Get No Satisfaction. Somebody hollered it out before I got through. That means somebody knows that song. <laughs> I can't get no satisfaction. It was written by Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, and it became the Rolling Stones' first number one hit in the United States of America. Come on, you know that song. This song resonated with a great number of people because in this world, there are those who confess they can't get no satisfaction out of life. They seem to be unhappy, they seem to be unfulfilled. 
and they seem to be unsatisfied. They walk around in a season of discontent. They lack fulfillment in their lives. So the question on the floor this morning is, what is the secret of a satisfying life? <laughs> what is the secret of a satisfying life? Well, Paul writes in Philippians chapter 4, he says, I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. He said, I know how to be abased and I know how to abound everywhere and in all things. I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I want you to do something for me this morning. Go ahead and circle the word content. If you have your Bibles out, circle that word content. Because Paul is saying that in whatever situation he has found himself in, he has learned how to be content. <laughs> I may not have a lot of money in the bank, but I've learned how to be content. But let me ask you this question, what is contentment? What is that? What, is that? what does that word mean? I don't think that this word means apathy. I don't think it means being sad or melancholy. I don't think that it is a spirit of laziness or adapting an attitude of complacency. It seems to be connected to taking a realistic view of your situation and adjusting to it. You know, did you hear what I said? It is taking a realistic view of your situation and adjusting to it. Contentment is independent from circumstances. Oh, come on, here, somebody. I said contentment is independent of your circumstances. Regardless of what's going on in my life, I don't care if the lights are off. I don't care if there's no food in the refrigerator. I can still be content. I can still be content. Contentment is independent from circumstances. Its power comes from relying on God. Hallelujah. No matter what situation you find yourself in, I can rely on God. But many of you are confessing that that's not your testimony. And you want to know, preacher, how can I find joy in this jungle we call life? How can I find contentment in the midst of catastrophic events that have taken place in my life? How can I find contentment when after 30 years on the job, I'm handed a pink slip? How can I find contentment when my marriage after 20, after 30, after 40 years is now dissolved? How can I find contentment when the doctor has said there's no cure for the disease he just diagnosed me with? How, my brothers and my sisters, can I find contentment when my life is all jumbled up? Well, Paul says contentment is learned. Contentment is learned. It's not something that is instantaneous. He offers that the situations of life are the schoolhouse of learning contentment. <laughs> Listen, he said that the situations that you go through in your life are the schoolhouse 
of learning contentment. The problem is many people turn bitter instead of better when life deals them a bad hand. See, that's the problem. We don't get better, we get better. But what I'm trying to get us to see this morning is God wants to get you better. God wants you better. He doesn't want you better. He wants you better. Better, better, better. Better than where you are right now. Better than a sick bed you just got up off of. Better than where you are right now. Anybody want to be better this morning? Come on and put your hands together. Some people never learn how to be content and they live their lives unfulfilled. They live their lives unsatisfied and unhappy. But how do you learn contentment? Well, I've got some insights for you. And Paul gives them to us, first of all. First of all, learn not to compare yourself with others. Did you hear what I said? You need to learn. <laughs> Not to compare yourself with others. When you compare yourself to others, two things can happen. First of all, you become prideful because you see yourself better than others. Uh-huh. Number two, you become jealous because you don't have what others have. Comparing yourself to others always leads to discontent. But Paul tells us in verse number 11, I have learned in whatever state I am in to be content. Whatever happens in my life, whatever doors close in my life, whatever drops out of my life, whoever walks out of my life, I have learned to be content. Hallelujah. I've learned. This is a schoolhouse of learning. Everything you go through in life is a part of the learning process. That's why I don't get mad about what I'm going through. Because I know that I've got to go through this to get to where God wants me to get to. Anybody know what I'm talking about? This is a schoolhouse, so don't get mad at those things. It's all a part of the process. Paul has learned contentment by not comparing himself with other people. If you want to learn to be content, you have to avoid comparisons. There will always be people that make more money than you. There will always be people who are smarter than you. There will always be people who are better looking than you and me. And you know what we can say to those situations? So what? So what? That you drive a better car than I drive. So what? That you make more money than I make. So what? So what? That you look better than me. So what? Somebody ought to say, so what? So what? So what? These comparisons have no bearing at all on your own personal happiness. Oh, it has no bearing at all. Sisters and brothers, you will never find happiness by looking around at what others have or don't have. The only way you will find happiness is by looking up to God. Oh, help me, Jesus. Oh, I feel, I feel God in this place. Stop looking at people and look to God. Because God is the only one that can 
turn your situation around. God is the only one that can change things for you. Stop comparing yourself to somebody else. Stop comparing yourself to the person on your road. Stop comparing to yourself to the person in the back and the one in the front. Stop comparing because God is the only one that we need to be looking to. Put your hands together for that. Come on. Stop looking at other people. Look at God. You will never find happiness by looking around at what others have or don't have. The only way you will find happiness is by looking up to God. There's some misconceptions about happiness, though. Number one, I must have what others have in order to be happy. That's a misconception. I don't need to have what you have in order to be happy, to be content. I don't need that. That's a myth. This is not fads or fashions that provides happiness. Number two, I must be liked by everyone in order to be happy. Listen, I know there's a whole lot of people that don't like me. I know it. And it's okay. It's okay. I'm still going to go to sleep tonight. I'm still going to have food on my table. I'm still going to have gas in my car. I'm still going to have a job to go to each and every day. I don't mind that you don't like me. That's all right. All of us want to be liked by others, but the truth is not everybody is going to like you. And that's okay. I'm okay with that. Anybody else okay with that? You, I, I mean, if you got to be liked by everybody, you might need to ask God some questions. You probably do. You probably need to ask God some questions why they don't like me. See, you can't go through life without some disapproval. You know why? You know why you need people to disapprove for you of you? Because it does something for you. I think that that disapproval causes you to get down on your knees and start talking to God. I think that disapproval helps to grow you. I believe that disapproval helps to make you into the person God wants you to be. Stop worrying. Stop worrying about it. Some people are not going to approve, but their disapproval is okay. Come on and put your hands together for that. That's okay. You don't need everybody's approval to be happy. But the next thing, having more people believe will make you happy. That's not true. Not having a whole lot of stuff is going to make you happy. There was a man by the name of Howard Hughes. He was an American businessman and philanthropist. And he once said, how much money does it take to make a man happy? He said, just a little more. Brothers and sisters, here's what I have learned. That's what Howard Hughes learned. But this is what I have learned. I have learned what Paul tells us in 1 Timothy. He said, now godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. As long as there's food on my table, as long as there's clothes on my back that God is providing, I'm going to be okay. Are you going to be okay? Come on, are you going to be okay? Yes, you are. The fact of the matter is that all possessions.
possessions are temporary anyway. All possessions are temporary. Even the bodies that we have will one day be placed into the ground. They're just loaned to us. We need to take care of them and enjoy them and treat them with respect. But they are not going to last. Who you are as a person is more important than what you have. Oh, help me, Jesus. I said who you are as a person is more important than what you have. Life is about character building. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Some of the hard places that I've experienced in my life, I know that I didn't get everything that I wanted. I know that God didn't do everything that I wanted him to do, but I want you to know because he said no. I grew. Some stuff God is going to say no to, and he has to say no to it because we are spoiled individuals, and we think that everything needs to happen when we say it needs to happen. But sometimes God says no. And that's okay. Anybody okay with that? Life is about character building. But number two, this is my second point. Not only are we to learn not to compare ourselves with others, but we also must learn to adapt to change. We must learn to adapt to change. Everything in life changes. There's nothing else that is happening to you. That if, there, if there is nothing else, that is happening to you right now, you are at least getting older. You're getting older, and that's a good thing. Someone has said the only consistency in life is that there is always change. Life is full of ups and downs, emotionally, physically, mentally, and financially. Everything in life is changing. If we could live long enough, we could watch the mountains erode into the sea. Change is certain. How well do you handle change, though? That's another question. How well do you handle change? How well do you adapt to the changes around you? Some people get moody. Some people get downright mad. Some people get frightened, and some people really become uptight. Paul says that one of the secrets of learning to be content in life is the ability to adjust to all kinds of circumstances and changes. Oh, there's that word again, adjust. Got to learn how to adjust. Look at somebody and say, adjust, adjust, adjust. Paul says that one of the secrets of learning to be content in life is the ability to adjust to all kinds of circumstances and change. If we're going to be successful in life, we need to learn to adjust to change in a positive manner. Your happiness in life is largely dependent upon your ability to adapt, your ability to adjust to change. Change is going to happen whether you like it or not. Let's look at what Paul tells us again in our focal verses. He said, I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased and I know how to abound everywhere and in all things. I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Paul says that he's been through good times. That's really what he's saying in these verses. I've been through good times and I've been through bad times, but through it all. He has learned how to be content in all situations. Through 
your situations in life. It's not based on that. True joy and happiness do not come out of your situation or your circumstances, but out, and I want you to get this, out of a relationship with Jesus Christ. Paul says that he's learned to be content, independent of the circumstances that he's going through. It is an interesting fact. But when Paul is writing this letter, brothers and sisters, he is sitting in a Roman prison. He is away from his friends. He is away from the comforts of life. Yet he says, I have learned in whatever state I am in to be content. How do you sit in a jailhouse? How do you sit there? You don't have all of the things that you want, but you sit in a jail and you say, I'm learning while I'm in jail. <laughs> I'm learning to be content. I'm learning that everything don't have to work out the way I want it to work out. I'm learning that I don't have to have everything in my hands the way that I want them to be. I've learned to be content. He is away from his friends. He's away from the comforts of life. Yet he says, I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. He said, I can live above the problems of this world. I can live above the hurts I have suffered. I can live above the bad memories. I can live in victory rather than live as a victim. Oh, come on. Come on. I can live in victory. Does anybody want to live in victory? I can live in victory rather than be a victim. I will not be manipulated by the mean things in life. All of us have had bad things happen to us in this world. But how we handle them is a matter of choice. And I choose not to be controlled by my circumstances. I'm going to be the same person whether I have money or if I am pulling laundry lint out of my pocket, I'm still going to be the same person. Hallelujah. My question is, will you? Will you be the same person? But you know what? There's some things that I believe that Paul is telling us. He's believing, saying to us, there are things that I can control. And I do. There are some things that you can't control. If I don't like what I'm watching on TV, I switch the channel. Oh, come on here, somebody. If I don't like the way I'm thinking about something, I change the way I think about it. I change myself. If I get hungry, I get up and get something to eat. If I'm thirsty, I get up and get something to drink. I can change my own situation. I understand there are some things I can do to improve my situation, and so I do them. Do you know where there are things I can't control and I don't? I found that about myself. In some situations, I choose not to react. An example of this is learning to say the right words at the right time. This is a great skill. Maybe, I'm not like some of you, y'all know what to say in every moment. Sometimes I don't know what to say in every moment. Maybe I won't say it the right way. And I say it and I shouldn't say it. But Proverbs says this, the right word at the right time is like a custom-made piece of jewelry. Hallelujah. That's in Proverbs 25 and 11. Sometimes knowing when to say something is as important as what is said. Be careful on this one, though. 
Don't let this become an excuse for your laziness. Use wisdom when you choose not to change something. If you can change your situation and you don't, be ready to live with the consequences. If God has given you the word with all to change it, then change it or live with the consequences. But then there are things I cannot control. This is where we need contentment. When you find yourself in uncontrollable circumstances, some things that are beyond your power, you have done the best you can, but they are still out of your control. This is where you need to learn to relax. You need to learn to trust God and adapt. Sometimes we have to adapt when things or people just don't change. The key to adapting is trusting God. Did you hear what I said? The key to adapting is trusting God. Don't trust in your stuff. Don't trust in people. Trust God. Come on, you can put your hands together with that. I've been guilty of this myself, putting my trust in people. But people always let you down. So don't put your trust in people. Don't put your trust in stuff. Put your trust in God. The key to adapting is trusting God. And Romans helps us with this. It says, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Romans 8.28, y'all know that verse. God will see to it that not only the good stuff in our lives are used to his glory, but I found out something. I found out something, Reverend Richardson, that God can use the bad stuff. The bad stuff that happens in my life. God said I can take that and get some glory too. Come on in here. Come on and give God some, give God some praise in here. Come on real quick. Let's give God some praise. Because every day ain't Sunday. Every day the sun ain't shining. Every day I don't have money in my pocket. Every day I don't have food in my covers. But don't you know that even though I don't have those things, I can still be content. Circumstances demand that we adapt. Number three, not only must we learn not to compare ourselves to others and not only must we learn to adapt to change, but we must also learn to draw on the power of Jesus Christ. Stop trying to do it in your own power. Come on and try to draw from the power of Jesus Christ. Instead of depending on your own strength and your own effort, we must learn to draw on Christ's power. Paul said in verse 13, I can do all things. I can do some things. I can do all things. Through my own power. Through the power of Christ who strengthens me. That's what that verse says. Stop trying to do it in your own power. Go ahead and circle that word all. Go ahead in your Bible in that verse. But can you handle losing your job? Can you handle losing tons of money on your 401k? 
Can you handle your relationship when it seems to be falling apart? Well, Paul says, in Christ's strength, I can handle it all. That's what he's saying in that verse. He said you can get through it. It doesn't matter what your situation, it doesn't matter what the demands are happening in your life. Paul says that you can get through it. Do you believe that word? Do you believe that you can get through it? Come on and put your hands together. Come on, put your hands together. Look at somebody and tell them, I can get through this. I can get through this. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. I can get through it. Oh, in the basic English translation, the verse says, I am able to do all things through him who gives me strength. I can get through it. The message Bible says it this way. Whatever I have, wherever I am, I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am. I love the way the message Bible says that. Wherever I am, whatever I have, I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am. God is, a, is in the life change business. And he wants you to become stronger through his power. Stop trying to do this thing on your own. And I came to ask this question this morning, where do you need strength? Where do you need strength this morning? This is why God pushed me to preach this this morning. Because there's some people in this room this morning, you're about to go down. But the word today is lifting you up because the word says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And what God is trying to get us to understand is stop trying to do it on your own. Put your trust in Jesus Christ. Stop trying to make it on your own. Look, I know. I know that you've been doing this thing for many years. Hey, hallelujah. All by yourself. You think I don't need nobody? I don't need nobody to call me. I don't need nobody to pray with me. I can do it all by myself. Well, I came this morning because I want to tell you that you can't do everything by yourself. You need God. You need God to help you to do the thing that you can't do on your own. Hey, when I can't do it on my own, hey, I get down on my knees and I begin to pray to God. I begin to talk to God. I begin to say, God, I can't handle this all by myself. I've been trying to do it all by myself. But then he takes me to the word. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He says, stop trying to do it by yourself. Do it through Christ. Look at somebody. Say, do it through Christ. Do it through Christ. Stop trying to do it yourself. Stop trying to do it yourself. I know you're going to be big and bad. I don't need nobody. I don't need nobody to call me. I don't need anybody to stop by my house. Do you know what? 
when I was sick. I needed the St. Paul Church to stop by my house. And I'm so glad that it came. I'm so glad that they stopped by. But there's a last thing I want to tell you. Let me tell you this last thing. Finally, not only should you learn not to compare yourselves with others and learn to adapt to change, and after we learn to draw on God's power, we must learn to trust God. Hallelujah. That's the last thing I want to leave with you. You need to learn to trust in God. This point is key in learning to be successful. It is the key in learning to be content no matter what you're going through. After you've been successful with the other three steps, look at what Paul says in verse number 19. See, I couldn't finish until I got to verse number 19. Oh, because verse number 19 says, my God, just apply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Hey, good morning. St. Paul, may the Lord bless you real good. I came, but I needed to tell you one more thing. I needed to tell you that my God shall supply all your needs. He will take care of you. I came this morning because I want to help somebody that's been trying to do it all by themselves. I want to tell you, stop doing it by yourself. Because my God, my God, I said my God, your God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory hallelujah my god will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory i don't care if you gotta die to your name i don't care if you don't have any food in your refrigerator that's all right but my God, my God, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches. Not my riches, but his riches in glory. Hallelujah. 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 We've been walking a tightrope. I said we've been walking a tightrope. Because we've been trying to do it on our own. I couldn't stop this sermon until I encouraged you. You, the one I'm looking at. Those of you who are on the screen. I need to tell you that my God, my God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly what you ask or what you think hallelujah whatever you're thinking about God said I'm do greater he's gonna go greater he's 
speaking about. Hallelujah. 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 Anybody know God can go greater? Can he do greater? He can he do greater. Greater works. Greater works. Greater works. Greater works. Is God saying that you're going to be able to do, but you're not going to do it on your own? Ah, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Oh, yes, God, I hear you. I hear you. Hey, I know you wanted me to reaffirm this with the people. Tell them that they can do it, but they can only do it in my strength. He wanted me to tell you, stop trying to do it in your own strength. I don't care about your education. I don't care how much money you don't have in the bank. My God, my God shall supply all your needs. All your needs. All your needs. According to his riches in glory. Come on and put your hands together. Yeah. 
to the number one. Hallelujah. My daddy died the same year that I was sick. But our pastor showed up at my mama house. And he didn't come empty-handed. He's a good old pastor. He came to pray with us. He came to pray with mama and pray with me and pray with my family. God will put people around you when you're going through. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Have you experienced it? Have you experienced it? Hallelujah. Everybody standing. Come on, stand to your feet. Come on, stand to your feet. I'm through preaching. Oh, thank you, God. But God reminded me as I was trying to call pastor and I was trying to call my friends. I couldn't. And Reverend Richardson will tell you. At least will tell you. I couldn't hardly talk. But I kept on talking. <laughs> you have to have Reverend Richardson tell you. I kept on talking. I kept trying to talk. Hallelujah. But it's all right. That was in 2020. It's 2023. I said, come on here. I said, it's 2023. That was then. This is now. This is now. This is now. Listen. Listen to me. And those of you who are watching, I want you to listen as well. If you're listening, you heard this word, and this word spoke to you. This word spoke to your life. This word spoke to you, and you know for yourself that you're not where you ought to be. You recognize that you haven't been baptized. You haven't accepted Jesus Christ as first in your life. If that is you, my first call as the deacons come, as the deacons come, as they stand in the aisles, I'm saying to you, I offer Jesus Christ to you. If you are here today and you know that you've never accepted Jesus Christ as first in your life, then I offer Jesus Christ to you right now. I offer him to you right now. And I want you to come just as you are. Don't worry about cleaning yourself up. I want you to come just as you are. Come just as you are. See, that's the, that's the problem. Some of us try to clean up before we come to Christ. I came broke down from the flow up when I came to Christ. I came crawling. I came weeping. Saying, God, I need you in my life. I need you in my life. If you've never accepted him, if you've never accepted him, I offer Christ to you right now. Come on, I, I see you coming. I see you coming. I see all of y'all coming. Reverend Richardson, will you go down and, and meet them? Come on, come on, come on. If you're here, 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 you've never accepted Jesus Christ first in your life. Well, today is your day. Today is the day that you can accept Jesus Christ into your life. If you're at home, if you're watching us via our website, put in the chat, salvation. Come on, put that in the chat. Somebody will call you by 5 o'clock tomorrow. Somebody's going to call you. So if you've never accepted Jesus Christ, this is your call. But then maybe 
You say, preacher, I have accepted Jesus Christ. Oh, come on. I've accepted him. But I need to join St. Paul Church by my Christian experience. I don't want to join by baptism because I've already been baptized. Then I suggest that you come. I offer Christ to you. Come on, just as you are. Come on, if you don't have a place that you can call home, St. Paul is a great place to call home. Come on, brothers and sisters, just as you are. Come on, come on. We're offering Christ to you right now. Come on, just as you are. If you join another church and you want to join this church, you can come on your, I see you coming. Come on your Christian experience. Come on right now. I see you coming. I see you coming. I see you coming. Come on, just as you are. Don't worry about who's sitting next to you. Don't worry about them. They had to come too. We all have been broke down and we came crawling, snotting at the nose before God. If that's you, maybe you're at home and you're watching and you want to join my Christian experience, type connect, type connect and somebody will get back with you by five o'clock tomorrow. Come on and join my Christian experience. The doors of the church are still open and they're open to you. I don't want to rush this moment. Maybe you have moved to this city. Maybe you are just, you're working only in the city and you're going to go back home. You can join us through Watch Care. You can do that. You don't have to come down and shake the preacher's hand right now. You can put that in the chat that you want to connect my brothers and my sisters. Today is a good day to join the church. The doors, the doors of the church are open. They're open for baptism. You can join by Christian experience. You can join under watch care. We invite you to come just as you are. Hallelujah. If the word helped you, I want you to know that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above what you ask or think. Father, we love you and we thank you. Thank you, God, for this word. Thank you for those who have come by Christian experience and by baptism and watch care. God, thank you for them. And we pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, as we move further in this worship experience, God, continue to be with us. Continue to be with each and every one of us, those who have joined by baptism and those who join through Christian experience. God, be with them. Help them, oh God, as they work through their decision-making. God, I love you. We love you. We thank you for your word. Continue, oh God, in the name of Jesus, to bless the house of St. Paul Baptist Church. Every person under the sound of my voice, God, bless them one by one and name by name. God, help them to be who you called them to be. God, I pray that you even give them what they don't have. <laughs> oh God, make up the difference. Oh God, make up the difference in their lives. Oh God, pay the bill, the light bill, the rent, the mortgage. God, give them the wherewithal to take care of everything that they need. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Father, we love you and we thank you. We thank you for this bread and we thank you for this juice. We ask now, Father, that you consecrate this bread and consecrate this juice. God, we pray 
that as we take this bread and we take this juice today, that we take it and remember what Jesus Christ did for us more than 2,000 years ago. God, we're thankful. We're thankful for your son Jesus who went to the cross and died on the cross for our sins. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us eat together. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. But whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us drink together. Let's sing on doxology. to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before his presence with exceeding great joy to the only wise God our Savior be glory majesty power and dominion both now and forevermore amen amen, amen. go in peace amen.